Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast i'm your host ivan and we have quite a show tonight we're going to be talking club america's victory over cruz azul in the clasico joven and then of course we're going to be looking ahead into when this weekend's match up against atlas as we do travel on the road away to guadalajara and joining me tonight to, the, to discuss this and much much more it is none other than new york's favorite resident christian rosendo christian my friend how are you Doing well, Ivan. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone watching is doing well. Pretty pumped. We're back, back to winning ways, um, in the league. And you know, I think we needed it, right? It was a big win, a derby, just to kind of just show people that you know we're still, we're still, we're, we're still, we're still the same America, right? And I think, I think for most of the game, we showed that. Obviously, I think there, there's stuff that that we didn't like, but I'm sure we'll get to it. But overall, just content with the with, with the three points. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think that we, we showcase some very good promising things, but like you mentioned, that there's there's still a long road ahead. And so it's 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 a good place start and then we kind of just build off uh from there. But yeah, no, yeah. Uh excited to see how uh how things progress from this point on because I think this could be a catalyst for America going forward. Um so yeah, let's just let's just dive into this and let's talk um let's talk America versus Cruz Azul here. In regards to what we saw in the first, I want to say, 45 minutes up to about 65 minutes, I think, I think we were the better team, even though the, the stats didn't showcase that, Christian. I think America planted their, themselves very well, and I think it's, it's kind of kudos to Harinev for kind of planting his team right and understanding exactly what America needed to do in order to kind of attack Cruz Azul and put them under pressure and put them put America in promising positions and you saw from the get-go like America attacked went straight for for it and kind of didn't give Cruz Azul any breathing room from the get-go right and I think that's something that we we needed to see from this team we knew they had it in them right and I think we were we were talking about it amongst ourselves in our chat that um I think we kind of give it give a lot of credit to to Henry Martin and Diego Valdez right I think entering both of them in the starting 11 um really just gave us a whole different offensive look and it, it brought out the, the best and other people around them Quinones and Sendejas for example right two players I think have been lacking in like the past maybe five five to six games um completely different in the first 45 minutes um and you you, you just saw that it, we just looked something we looked like 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 the team we were last year um and you know it, it was it was good to see Sendejas taking on players like he usually does like we're normally used to him seeing um and just trying to make plays out there right so like you said though it was only the 45 minutes though because i think beginning of the second half um and kind of until when the subs were made it seems like we were losing our flair a little bit it seems like we kind of just stopped doing what we did in the first 45 whether it be because we were tired or because it was a a, a tactical movement i'm not too sure um i really like to like to get people's opinions on what happened 
in the second half because like you know we usually say all the time it was a tale of two halves right and um i i don't think that we were very content in the second half because we could have actually gone out and probably scored a couple more goals in the second half we kept playing like we were um in the first half right but i i think i think overall we can take from this game is that having both henry and diego in the starting 11 we're a whole new team offensively and um, I think it brings out the best in Quinones. It brings out the best in Sendejas. Um, and we just need that going forward, especially in the in the upcoming three Clásicos that we have. Um, we're 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 gonna we're gonna need all, all of our offensive arsenal, right? And I think this is a good start. Oh, absolutely, I agree. I think that you you mentioned right when when Henry plays alongside with Diego Valdez at the bottom, it just kind of showcases that you know this is this is a very good offensive team. On the night when both of them are kind of firing at all cylinders, right? Let's not forget that Diego Valdez has had a dip in form coming up to this game, not just because he hasn't been 100% fully match fit, um, but I, I think ever since like that second leg against San Luis just absolutely wasn't the, the, the Diego Valdez that we needed him to see. But right. in this game, he absolutely was. He, he made things happen for America, and you, like you mentioned, other players played off of him and you saw kind of a burden be lifted on the guy we're watching right now on the screen with Julian mm -hmm. Quinones it, it wasn't necessarily now his responsibility to kind of carry the team he was given more of a freedom role which I if Chris was here he would he would say that that's where Quinones shines his best is whenever he's able to play out right. on the wing um but you just saw that you saw that and and it was it was good kind of an indication that this America team is capable of showcasing and doing what we saw last season um and sure i mean it took up to now and to this point and, and took this classical hoven but it's good to see that america can come out showcase yes. and plant themselves correctly and that and that clip before we just saw i don't know if anyone caught that but i i felt like that was just vintage america for like the past year um trying to get the ball from diego to henry held henry holding up the play and then him distributing either to quinones or Sanderas. in this case it was to quinones a lot throughout the whole game, hence the, the four offside goals that, that we saw in the first 45 minutes. Um, but when, when that team just gets going like that, it, it, it's very hard to stop us, right? Um, and it, it just seems like we can attack it from all fronts, and you know, that, that's what makes it dangerous. So I'm, re I'm very happy. Um, I think all of us were very happy with the first 45. And like I said, though, I really wish we really continued it in the second half because I think we could have scored at least one more goal in that second half to kind of put the game at rest a little bit, I bet, because even though with the one nothing. Um, we just kind of saw Cruz who kind of just hound us the whole second half, right? Which I wasn't really a fan of. Um, whether they had a dangerous chances or not, that's that that's for you know personal opinion. But personally, them being on top of us for I guess you want to say sixty five percent, seventy percent of the whole second half, it just wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't what I what I was used to seeing of this team. It it just seems like we have the players to not be in that situation. Um, to control the game a little bit better. Um, to maybe go forward a little bit more even after Quinones and Sendejas came off we have capable players on the bench that you know can 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 contribute offensively so um questionable um you know I I, I think people are maybe 50-50 on this but I would have liked to seen a more offensive America instead of a defensive one like like what Jardine planted absolutely I agree and I want to piggyback off of what you just mentioned but let's bring in um let's bring in our next co-host here who is joining us right now and let me just move myself out of here and bring in the one and the only dylan jimenez dylan how are you my friend doing good doing good sorry for running a little late but i'm glad to finally hop on now 
Absolutely. Um, kind of your take on on this game and and the first half that America had. I think it was like we mentioned a very well planted way of of organizing themselves against a very good Cruz Azul side, right? Had I understood that if you press them early and you kind of don't give them much room, you kind of throw them off a little bit off balance, and when you do kind of give a possession, then you play a defensive line, not necessarily park the bus, um, but you kind of keep yourself organized tightly. In, in your spaces and you don't really give up anything by staying fixed in your zone. Just your two cents on, on America's first half. Um, yeah, I think the first half, you know, and especially going back and watching it again, um, it was, it was very enjoyable. Um, I think I've said this in the past too, you know, especially whenever we were going through these rotations and, and, you know, about this, trying to find a little bit more of this form. Uh, I just think regardless, I think this, this is what the side was missing was that Diego Valdez and, um, um, and you know, obviously you're Henry, and then obviously going off of what Chris said too, Quinones playing on that wing, um, you know where he shines his best. Um, it, it, a lot of this was missing, and I think I think really, and if I'm not mistaken, I think um, if I remember the lineup correctly off the top of my head, I think this was arguably putting Kevin Alvarez. I think this is obviously the best starting eleven that we got at this moment. So I think kind of seeing the what we can see um in the future of this team at its best capacity whenever we whatever whatever we got out of these first 45 well maybe a little bit plus more i'm kind of on the Ivan side you know maybe that first you know 60 minutes is well the best that we could see of this team um so yeah it was just it was just overall fun to watch i think the frustrating part though was just those offsides goals um easily could have been way more than just one nil at the at the half and obviously just the end score line too but um I think overall, I think I think if we can kind of build off this a little bit, um, I know obviously there are going to be some rotations coming up too with with uh, a lot of games coming up. But I think if we can find some way to build off this, then you know I think we're going to be solid. No, oh, yeah, I, I I agree. We can definitely one hundred percent be solid in that sense, and so we'll see exactly what what America can do going forward in this. Um, but Christian, you mentioned it right. It it, it wasn't ideal for America to kind of sit back and and absorb so much of the pressure from Cruz Azul in, in, the second, in the second half. But it was kind of an indication from Harine that he wanted to maybe close the game out just because even though Cruz Azul was on top of us, I don't necessarily think that they were so much close to absolutely just kind of destroying us, like even getting a goal. Yeah, no. Um, it's just that I, I think we saw it a little bit too early, though. I think that... Um, even when we had the initial 11 on, it kind of seemed like we, we didn't feel like the need to attack so desperately. Um, maybe on a few panels, like a, a clip we saw Diego kind of throwing the ball to Quinones, um, which he really should have slotted that away. I don't know why he tried to dribble the whole world after he had a clear lane, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's stuff like that that we could have created more so in the second half. And it seemed like he kind of threw in the towel a little bit too early for me. Um, I, I don't know if that was the game plan going into the game to kind of get a lead. And then, you know, whenever we establish that lead, you know, ice the game a little bit and then just kind of absorb pressure. I'm not too sure. But it's it's something that I, I, I didn't like to see, like I said. Um, I, I really think we could have we probably walked away with the 2-0, two, 3-0 two nil, nil win if we kept continue playing the way we did in the first half. Well, I, well, I mean, I, I think regardless, I mean, I, I think if, if, if that, that was a narrative still, I mean, I mean, are we still? Are we still having this conversation a little bit too? If 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 it, if it stayed four 0 in the, the first half or or three 0 whatever it was, 
obviously, I think, you know, you look at this and like kind of mentioned, you know, it's a classical, you know I mean? I think you want to go out and obviously and thrash your opponent, you know, you, you want to thrash the Cruz you want to thrash the Pumas, the, the, the Chivas, you know, I'm not saying just necessarily those teams, but you do want to go out and be a havoc on the whole league. But I just, the way I just see it too, is just that I, I feel like in a sense, like we got to throw some type of blame to hide in there because, he knew what he was doing in the first half. You know, I feel like he had the, the mindset to go out there and, and do what he was saying. Like, like, like Ivan said that, you know, you got to press with us early. And, you know, to me, you know, just with some of the subs and everything, it just seemed like it just all changed. But he was just fine with just the one nail, which obviously isn't, isn't great. But, you know, it's just, it's just a little disappointing in that sense because, you know, you had it working so well. You had the team gelling in a sense. But then you just kind of go ahead and just sit back and, seem content with the one nil. I, I do agree that he did have a sense of content towards kind of like the 75th minute. He was like, okay, I think we should be fine. This is okay. This is a result that I'm okay with. But I think it was already later in the stage. I mean, it kind of isn't his fault that Quinones couldn't find a way to stay onside for the goals that he scored or for the chances that right. he created, right? So it's like you mentioned, Dylan, if the game does end up going 4-5-0, by the end of the first half, we're having a much different conversation. We're probably actually thinking like, oh, Harinet did the right thing. He subbed out all these players, did the right thing, rested some legs for the upcoming matches. I think just because the result wasn't as high as we wanted it to be in order to feel comfortable to kind of secure the game. Now we're kind of picking at it and saying, yeah, I, this wasn't ideal. This shouldn't have happened. We should have kept on X, Y, Z and finished the game off strong. But, I think it's it, it's okay to kind of rough it and tough it out for for a bit. And I'm not going to say like, oh, you know, let's do this every other weekend, but I was I was upset at the moment, but thinking back about it, I was like, okay, I'll be content and that's it. I mean, for I mean, always, you know, kind of let's say that we um we're kind of like the, the kings of Classicos, right? And it seems like Darden hasn't lost one yet. Um, we continue that streak, so that, that's always a positive going forward. Um, but at least I think that we're all on, on the side of that. At least we saw in the first 45 what this team is still capable of. And the fact that they're not playing that week in and week out is because certain players weren't at top form. Um, so that kind of gives me you know, more hope going into the, this rough patch of games that we have coming up. Because um, it's not just Chivas three times. Like we we have to play Tigres too. We're gonna have to go. Um, we're gonna go play Santos as well. Um, so th these are all games that complicate us in 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 recent history, right? So we're gonna need everyone to be in tip top form. And the fact that we we know that we can rely on our top heavy hitters still, um, to give us good performances. That that's something that uh, I'll, I'll take away from this game just to be on the more positive side. Yeah, and, and for me too, I, I kind of look at this at, at at the bigger picture. I mean, yeah, it's it sucks, you know, um, just to, just for it to be one nil, but just like Christian said, there there's a big slate of games coming up. Um, I I I think you know at the end of the day, are we gonna sit here and and look back and say, oh, like remember when we crap uh, uh thrash, or are we gonna sit here, you know, and in two weeks, you know, when we're playing Chivas and be like, well so-and-so looks gassed, so-and-so looks gassed, or, or this and that, too. I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of nitpicking to me a little bit, um, you know, for, for this. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I just kind of choose to look at the positives. 
um, and, and realize there's, there's more at stake at the edit two if we want to, you know, win two titles this season, you know, with the Conca champions in the league too. You know what? The interesting thing is too that, that we need to take away from this is that this is the first time America plays against a team like Cruz Azul in where the game was actually taken to them and we didn't have to take the game to the rival. And in majority of the games that we've played, it's been these teams sit back, they hold, and they create this kind of cluster, uh, cluster fest of, of, of players inside their own box. And so America finds it difficult to break and to run into spaces. You saw a very happy Quinones because he was able to just run. Absolutely run, saw acres of spaces and was able, I think he got too happy and that's why he wasn't able to kind of stay on side. But I think that, you know, this is a lesson to be learned that, okay, if, if push comes to shove and we have to play a game like this, then we know that America can do so. But let's be honest, the way that America wants to play and the way that Jardine wants to play is he wants to have the majority of the possession. And what I want to see is, are you capable of refining that game plan, right? You weren't able to do it against Cruz Azul because it was a different type of game. But can you do it with an Atlas? Can you go to the Jalisco? Can you hold on to that ball position? And can you break down their defense? That's going to be key and that's going to be vital. And we'll talk about that because I've seen some people on Twitter say, you know what, throw this game away. Rest all your players, play with like a CD team and have everyone ready for the midweek midweek match against Chivas, right? And I'll get to your guys' opinion in just a moment. Um, but yeah, it's important to kind of notate that as well. There are a lot of positives here, but how can we implement those positives into our actual game style? That is going to be important and see whether or not we, we learned a lesson or two um, and we look better for it. So uh, let's see what happens. Ricardo saying, last season, Ivan and Chris were complaining about Harinen not being able to close out games. And now that he does, these guys are questioning his tactics. Now, wait, Ricardo, I was not 100% questioning all of his tactics. I'm just saying from minute 75 and on, I was very much hesitant to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. But from what he did from, the, from minute zero to minute 65, I completely applaud him because he understood this very, very well. Um, but all right, gentlemen, anything else you need, you guys want to highlight in regards to this game against Cruz Azul? Interesting enough, we didn't see Brian or, um, Dil Rosen play in this game. Yeah. And, and I guess that was a luxury that America was able to give themselves. I really thought he was going to bring in Javido and he was going to bring in Brian, especially when Henry was coming off. Well, actually, I Brian, did, Brian did feature. I thought Brian was like the first sub in, honestly. Yeah. If you want well, to run this out, just plug in Brian and he'll wreak havoc on that left side. Remember, I told you that um, Brian Rodriguez is probably second to Cabecita only because Cabecita had a much better game against Mazatlan and it Brian missed all those opportunities. So I think it's just one of those things where, all right, you're going to see the bench a little bit because you got to learn from your mistakes. Got to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, I guess, like I mentioned, it's a luxury America gets to kind of keep, rest those players. Um, and now you kind of look ahead and, and, and I'm, would it be surprised if any of those two players that we just mentioned start on Saturday? I was hoping one of them to start. I, I think we should give Quinones the rest that he probably needs. Um, yeah. I think that we, there's a lot of slates. There's a, there's a lot of key games coming up, right? And we're going to need him. Um, I think this is one of those games where we can probably do without him 
Um, and it's like I think I've been saying it in in our in our chat for for weeks now that he only needs to rest. Um, that that could be contributing to maybe his his, his mental problems, his his issues of missing everything in front of net. Um, all need all sometimes it takes just one game break. Um, kind of just reset and you know look look forward. Um, this could be one of those games. Will it happen? I'm not too sure. But this is the first first kind of week that we have without a midweek game. So I hope that the team takes advantage of it and um, really plans out how they want to go about this. Because like I said, next week, next Wednesday, we have Chivas. And then the following Wednesday after that, we have Chivas again. And then the Saturday. Right. But before that, we get Chivas. to that game, we have Tigres on Saturday. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. Like it's I said, a, we're in the eye of the storm at the moment. We're we're about to enter it actually. So yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But uh, Midwestern Cholo saying, can we talk about how good the defense was this game, Dylan? That's something that we kind of don't really get to mention often here, especially in the time that we've been podcasting. It always seems that we are very strict sticklers on on America's defense. But he was right. Chavo Reyes had quite himself a masterclass, and really the center back partnership that was Casares and Igor. Just again, thriving. No, yeah, I, I definitely think so too. And I'll, I honestly think Gasadis was maybe the better better center back if I had to really pick one. Um, yeah, out of out of, the two, out of the two. But I mean, regardless, you know, I'm still going to get my credit to Igor there. But um, you know, this was really solid. And I've been, you know, something you always preach too is getting that clean sheet too. Um, so definitely like a lot, a lot, a lot of love for this for this back line and, and everything that they did. It, it was interesting. I was thinking to myself. Because Chris had mentioned that Malagón is on the verge of breaking a record, right? For being the the first goalkeeper to get to 20 clean sheets um, in like a, an X amount of games, right? And I was thinking to myself, wow, that not only is a merit to Malagón, but it's a merit to the defense as well. And is it crazy to say that this has probably been the best defense we've had in like the past three, four years? Maybe. I guess, I guess you, could, you could argue that. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, and I'm like, the last defense that won us a championship was Bruno Valdez and Emma Aguilera. And those two didn't leave the best kind of uh, taste in any America, Americanista's heart. So I, I just feel like, you know, and, and Casares is, is too, you know, he made some pretty silly mistakes that Igor and, and, and the other defenders had to kind of clean up after him. But Still, it's 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 funny to think that yeah, Igor and and Casares probably the two two best defenders we've had in in such a long time, and you know it's it, it's a crazy phrase, but I guess reality is what reality is at that point. So yeah, no, definitely, and and it's it's really I guess it just speaks to I guess how committed and how disciplined our our defense is because we've had rotational right back the whole season, right? I don't think we've yep. had one true stickle right back. Whether it be um, Kevin Alvarez or Israel Reyes or you name it, it just it just seems like we're always rotating that position just because players just can't stay fit, they can't get informed, they can't get healthy. Um, we started we started the season with um, with Fuentes for like a game, then we transitioned to Chicote, which he did good in his little stretch of games that he had, and then Chava Reyes has a good two games. Um, so it just seems that like anyone. Any defender that we have is ready to answer the call, and I think that's something we always have to note that at any given moment, um, God forbid, any more injuries arise in this team, um, it seems like like and and everyone's ready to answer the call, and I think that's something good to have going down the stretch. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so we'll see what this defensive line continues to look like as it looks like Kevin Alvarez still isn't at 100%. He, training today again with kind of his own specialty routine. And so we'll see whenever he's firing at full cylinders. But for the meantime, it looks like Israel Reyes is going to continue to be that right back, which I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, I'm 50-50. I, I just feel like he's More not... Like 40-50 maybe. I don't yeah, know. It just... Not... It's it's, ob- it's obvious he's not a natural right back. Like it's obviously just, it's not, right? So that's why I don't want to give him so much slack. But mm-hmm. it's like these little things, these little positional errors, these um, the the way coming out, his offensive game isn't there yet. Um, like I said though, like like you said, there he's not a he's not a right back. He's not a natural right back. He's kind of the emergency player here. Which if you want to take it all in the grand scheme of things, he's not doing that bad of a job. Then again, we really haven't played opponents that can kind of really test them in a way and even when the opponents that we have played he hasn't looked pretty good um so i imagine what what happened when we do play against tougher opponents right um so hopefully he can he can kind of learn as as it goes um just keep putting him there obviously i mean we really don't have a choice until kevin is 100 percent um and we'll just we'll go from there absolutely absolutely um well, I mean, that's pretty much it for me in regards to Cruz Azul and America. I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything else. No, I think I'm good. All right. Um, well, okay, gentlemen, three points, three important points, actually. We're only one off the league leaders, which continues to be Cruz Azul. Um, yes. So, again, America kind of staying in that range of that top four spot, which we want to be in. Um, yes. And again, you can kind of give yourself a luxury and focus a little bit more on CONCACAF Champions Cup when you secured points like this, when you don't have to track back. And that's why this Ma- the Mazatlan game was such a kind of bummer because it was, imagine those two points, we would have been league leaders right now. So again, it's, it's those little things that you kind of have to look into. And so we'll see whether or not um, it, it pays dividends at the end of the day, but hopefully, hopefully it does. Hopefully it does. Um, all right, gentlemen, let's move on from Cruz Azul and let's start getting uh, ahead of ourselves and start thinking of Atlas on on Saturday. Uh, but before so, any club updates that you have on your end, Christian? Um, nothing. I think you mentioned that that um, just got an injury update. That's pretty much all we all we have going on right now. That Kevin is still kind of just. Trying to get back into form. Um, he probably won't be playing Saturday. Definitely won't be starting. Um, maybe bench, but that's even doubtful still. Same thing with, with Richard Sanchez. Um, I think that's also a key player that we need to talk about too. That um our, our midfield, I think someone said in the chat, um, our midfield needs a rest, right? I think Fidalgo and, and John Anderson have been putting in shift after shift after shift without I guess a real competent backup in a sense. Um, I don't know if I'll get hate for saying that, but I just don't think Naveda is there right now Ooh, to kind of you know, fill, you. In, fill in. Um, and it, it seems like the only one that could have done that for either or was Richard Sanchez. So I think that we are missing him. I think that Fidalgo and Jonah are missing him because they're like, damn, that that's my break right there. Um, so hopefully he's another one that can kind of kind of get back into shape and perform well rather quickly. Um, because he also is going to be important in these next stretch of games that we have coming up. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see the numbers. How much, um, how much is Jonathan and Fidalgo running? You know, like I feel like they're all over the pitch and they're covering so much space. 
Like, yeah, it's it's a lot of wear and tear, especially on like Jonathan Santos. Look, I get it. He's only 33. And, and it's not to say that he's like, you know, super old or anything, but I, I would imagine he would need a, a break here and there. And yeah, it's unfortunate that Richard isn't isn't available because he would be, like you mentioned, Christian, the natural substitution, the natural fit right back into that. But right. now it looks like that responsibility is going to have to fall on Naveda and Naveda. see if he's capable of uh, rising up, making himself. Yeah. Maybe rising up to the occasion um but yeah so Nestor Araujo is still I guess either injured or sick or just 100% erased from the squad I'm not too sure there's not many reports in regards to that just that he's not 100% uh but I don't think any of us are kind of you know hoping that he gets back to fitness anytime soon Dylan no yeah I I mean you know it's just one of those things too where you know especially in the midfield you know it's just it's just with these rotations too that are so critical but at the same time you know it's just you know it's just it's just hard it's just hard to say because a lot of these players you know are going through this you know but they probably have that sense of like mentality of like wanting to play um and so uh but at the same time you know the rest is obviously what's needed too and and how it's going to be in the long run for them yeah we'll have to wait and see um I guess a couple of news because I did hear this on America Twitter. Henry still has yet to sign his contract extension with America. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, start ringing any alarms. Um, I think it's, they've gotten at a stalemate point of the, of the negotiation. Um, of course, though, as the weeks go by and there is no pen to paper, fans get a little bit jittery. Um, but Dylan, I don't know, where, where do you put this as in regards to, to it not happening? What what do you mean like in like not Henry not it? not not resigning yeah? Oh yeah no I, I'm still not really worried about it. I remember this being a topic uh not really not that long ago. Um, I'm yeah. not really worried about it. I think I think Henry's heart is still at the club. Um, I think right now, um, you know, this I think I think especially too. I think he's kind of more focused in the sin season, uh, especially since we're about halfway, um, at this point in time, and then obviously with the uh, Copa Champions going on. Um, I'm still not worried about it. I, I'm pretty sure I said that last time too. That I wasn't worried about it. Um, I think I think he just wanted to play his game right now and show show his worth even more to to worth even more to this club. And I think his heart's still with the club. I agree, but Ricardo says to be worried. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> he's close to breaking records. Yes, yeah, he's at 98 goals with America, right? So he's close to breaking records. Uh, He's close to getting up there in the charts, so I, I would assume that he wants to continue to be that goal scorer. I and think, to be I, honest, I think he'll be with us up until the World Cup. After the World Cup, that that'll probably be a different story. Um, but I, I don't see him leaving. I think that'll just just jeopardize. I think his position is because who knows what happens after at a new club, right? And plus, you're at America, right? You're at America. Everyone loves you here. You're doing your thing here. Like it's just it'd be silly to kind of move. Um, so yeah, we'll see. And I'm Henry, glad you Henry's brought that doing up. What Christian said would do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it, I'm glad you brought up the whole World Cup and national team subject because America sparked a lot of uh, a lot of heated debate in 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 the world of sports because so the Mexican national team roster preliminary roster for the Nations League came out and America had themselves quite an astounding list it? of players. I unfortunately didn't make it, but um, uh, I think Dylan did. I think Dylan 100% did make it. 
Um, <laughs> so it, it, it features obviously the likes of Malagón, Israel Reyes, Quiñones, Henry. With a couple surprises though, Jonathan Santos was on the preliminary list as well as Ramon Juarez. And the one that sparked the biggest debate was Christian Calderon. So right. he, was, he was part of the list as well. A lot of people arguing back and forth as to whether or not he deserved to be there. I think a lot of um, a lot of Chivas fans that were still bitter about everything is were the ones kind of making the most noise on Twitter. But at the end of the day, it's just a preliminary roster. Like I don't expect all of these guys to make it at the end of the day. No, you know? I, I would think maybe maybe three or four only. I think make the actual roster. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I mean, obviously it's Henry. Um, and Malagón, which are your two kind of givens. Those, those, those I think are for sure. And then I think and it's up in the air. I think Jonathan and Kevin are like your maybes. Yeah. And I mean, Quinones, I think yeah. if he continues to score goals, then yeah, for sure. I forgot about Quinones. Yeah, that, that's, I forgot yeah. about him. No, no, I think that's he's also a for given. Sure yeah. Yeah, he's a for so, sure one too. I'm sorry. And then, well, whoever does make it will unfortunately miss the Clásico Joven at Dignity Health Sports Park for the Tour Aguila. Which I saw, by the way, Xander said that he was going to try to make it. So, Xander, right. hopefully you do make it and stop by and say hi. We'll be there covering the game. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of all the news I have in regards to the world of Las Aguilas de la America. Dylan, do you have anything else? No, I think I'll, I think I pretty much covered it. All righty, then. Well, let's jump into the following game for America this, this weekend, which is up against Atlas. Dylan, do you remember last, last season when we were covering this game? It got post didn't get necessarily postponed, but it got moved to the Estadio Seca like 24 hours before <laughs> before kickoff yeah. because of a Romeo Santos concert. So yeah, it's not gonna be the case this time anymore. So it's it should be it should be all settled up to be played at the Estadio Jalisco. So America does travel over to Guadalajara, which I think is fortunate enough that we do have a second game in Guadalajara on Wednesday. So I don't know the logistics, Christian, but would you say, would it be a smart move for America to kind of stay in Guadalajara for eventually the next couple of days, which I think Atlas even said, you guys are free to use our training facility. Of course, yes. I, I think that, that that would be the plan for America just to fly into there and just kind of stay, remain there, um, and then just go about your, your, your training, your preparation for the midweek game. Um, it should be an interesting one Saturday. Um, I'm not too sure how Darine wants to play this. I think that will... We'll, we'll, we'll soon find out as the week progresses. Um, I don't know. Are you guys more in the in the in the side of maybe we should rotate or should we just go with full force eleven? I'm glad you brought that up because, like I mentioned, someone um, posted on Twitter saying if it was a, if it was up to me, I would throw away the Atlas game and I would just play like a CD team and just have everybody rested for for Chivas on on Wednesday. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do think that you can, you can give yourself the luxury of, of, of making a couple of, of rotations, maybe some, some big rotations, you know, maybe 20, 80, 20% starting 11, 80% bench. I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? I, I think you, yeah, I think you find that sweet middle ground because I think you still want to have some of these starters that are, that are on a, on a good form. But obviously, you don't play them the whole game. You know, I I feel like Hardinez uh, got to find that sweet middle ground somewhere. But okay, like let me pick and choose. You know, um, um. Obviously, for me, I think I would like to see Diego start. Um, you know, give him forty, give him a first half maybe. Um, just so we can 
see what what he's got, and then you know, obviously, um, when that middle game comes, you know, he's gonna I think he's gonna start and play a good chunk of time, or yeah. you know, I guess in kind of a sense though, what I could see too is obviously you bench some of those players, but then you have to you give them like a good thirty minutes, you know, in the second half, you know, when you sub them on, you give you give them some time because I think it's still critical for 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 some of some of these key starters to you know at least get some type of playing time in before. I don't think you just rest them the whole time. I think it's it's one of those things, right, Christian? Is like if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, and so. Yeah. It, but I think I think also got to remember. Dylan brings up a good point that Diego's only coming off injury right now, right? So I think giving him minutes before the big games is crucial, just to kind of kind of get him more into game rhythm, get him into more game form. Same thing with Henry. I think that he could use kind of like just the refresher, the you know, to kind of just coincide with everyone. Um. So I do think that both of them would be starting in this game you said henry right henry and diego yeah yeah that was that was gonna bring i was gonna bring that up as well because if we're talking mm-hmm. about getting minutes because of injuries and henry definitely is up there as well um but yeah I, I agree with you i mean to dylan's point right 45 minutes i think is a good placeholder for these for these two players because i think we're capable of not necessarily putting the bet the, the game to bed in the first 45 minutes, but you can give yourself a pretty good, you know, start. And then the bench players can hold off and hopefully, you know, hold on to, to the result. So it'll be interesting. I do think that one of the two midfielders has to be rested, right? Whether that's Fidalgo or Jonah, which I'm leaning more towards Jonah. Cause I think Fidalgo has a little bit more, uh, a little bit more in his tank than maybe Jonah does. So I'm I'm leaning towards that. I don't expect Richard Sanchez to make a just a miraculous recovery and be able to be ready for Saturday. Right. Again, look, it's Birdie Tuesday. Come Thursday, things could be a lot different, but right. we'll see what, what the case is. But still, do you risk putting a Richard Sanchez that has not been game day ready for about three weeks? I think I, I think if he's ready, you play him fifteen minutes just to kind of get him going. If he's ready though, um, but obviously if he's nowhere near like to be game fit, just don't don't risk him, and you'll 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 find minutes for him in in the in the upcoming games for sure. Yeah, I think Rich is the perfect example. Like I was mentioned too, you know, obviously some I think you start and give him that first half, but the other half, you know. You find those thirty minutes. You find those twenty-five minutes. I think Richard's a good example, like Christian said. Just to, if even if he's not gonna be fit, you know, to start, you know, I think throwing him in there for maybe even twenty minutes it's, it's something that should suffice because that way he gets that playing time a little bit, and then thus, you know, getting him a little bit closer, obviously for the rest of the season, but also a chance to be a part of that that next game too. Yeah, I I, I think that's that's a smart plan, and hopefully. Karine adapts something of what we just talked about, right? And not to say that we know it all, but it's just, it's, it, it seems common sense enough to be making these type of decisions. And we'll see, right? They're the ones who see the, the, the players week in and week out, and they'll have better indications as to who's a little bit more gas and who needs a little bit more of a rest and whatnot. So should be right. interesting. So Chris is giving us his predicting start 11, and Christian, I want you to give yours as well. So, He's going with Malagón, Isra, Ramón, Igor, and Fuentes. Naveda, Fidalgo, Brian on the right, Javairo on the 10, and Cabecito on the left, and Mozumbito. I, You know what? I didn't want to finish that. It, just, it was a terrible lineup. I don't like it. Um, Christian, give me yours. 
Um, I just I, I don't I don't like Brian on the right. I think he just he shows his best on the left. Um, mm-hmm. which is um I think that if we were gonna decide who the Cabecito O'Brien, it would probably be on that side. Um, but no, I'll go with with Malagon and Net. Um, I'll do Israel Reyes at right back, Sebastian Cáceres and Igor Lichnowski as your center backs. As your left back, I'll put Chava Reyes one more time. Um, Fidalgo and Aveda in the midfield. Diego Valdez at the 10 on the right side. I want to say Javairo only because I think Sendejas will start in the next three games. So I think maybe they want to give him a little rebreather. So I'll put Javairo on the right, Cabecita on the left, and then Henry Martin up top. All right. Interesting. Who did you put on, on the left back spot? Chavarez. Okay, good. Because I, I think he merits a start again. Like, you know. It's either it, or Chicote, but I think, like you said, I think he's just been doing it pretty good in the past couple of games. So why not just give him the start? He and I don't think he's burnt out or gassed out or anything. Exactly. So I think he, 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 he could definitely go again another 90 yeah. minutes in, at that last and maybe even still potentially play against Chivas. But mm-hmm. I, I do think that's going to be Chicote to play on Wednesday. But, um, I like it, Dylan. Would you make any any changes? No, I'm. I mean, I think I think even too including including like uh, Naveda. I mean, if, if if this game isn't that high of importance, then I think you give a player like that a chance, you know, to shine and get some minutes in too. Absolutely. Um, I'm super excited to see Javido play again. I think we saw mm-hmm. brilliant sparks and moments against Mazatlan. Maybe not so much against Pachuca. Um. But I think, you know, the weeks have progressed. He's gotten a little bit more accustomed. And, and so yeah. now let's see what he's capable to do at, uh, at Atlas. Agent 007, right? Agent 007, which I don't know where they got, where they got that from. It's hilarious. Like, how has he, he hasn't even played three games and they're saying that he's already played seven games, zero goals and zero assists. Oh, my and, goodness. And, and, and barely any minutes at all. So I'm just like, I don't Exactly. The dude doesn't even have 90 minutes, I think. I don't think so. No, no, in 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 all, all of them put together, absolutely no no ninety minutes for him. Um, but yeah, I I'd, I'd love to see what he's capable of doing. Um, I think he's just, I mean, no one's gonna dispute the talent. It's there, like like Chris has mentioned. So it's gonna be fun, and I think it's interesting if you start Capacita out on the left. I mean, you can eventually transition him as this, as as the forward in second half, bring in Brian, right. Um, Brian, right that's exactly my thought process as well yeah so and i just want to keep alien uh away from from the field mm. as much as possible uh but let's talk about a player that obviously we all expect to rest but i would feel like he'd be itching to get on the pitch just because of what this game could potentially mean and that is julian quinones <laughs> yes, poor Oscar. He, imagine all of these games and, and all these rotations, and he still can't get a minute. So, Dude. well, he'll have the the classical home in, at Dignity Health Sports Park. So he he's got that to look forward to. Um, but Julian Quinones, obviously, when we were talking about this last season, Dylan, we mentioned how this was kind of gonna be his homecoming back to the Estadio Jalisco, back to the fan base that saw him win the double and and do all these things, make his name that much more bigger than it already was. So this, I feel like, would be a very special game. And I I, I don't know, if you're hiding that, do you give Quinones those minutes? If the no. game doesn't present itself to need him, do you still kind of give him the opportunity to be like, all right, go for it? Or or both of you are shaking your head. Explain to me. No. No, because, I mean, one, the, the guy needs the rest. He literally just came off, you know, injured. And two, yeah. 
if this game isn't that high of importance, then I wouldn't want to risk him with the, with what he's what he's coming off with. And then plus, right. you know, again, at least for, at least us here in this sense right now that we're talking, we're not really prioritizing that game this high. So I mean, I just don't see the need for Quinones, especially whenever we got you know the big stretch of games coming and you know a game that I think we're all looking forward to at the midweek too. Okay. Christian, you just agree with that? Yeah, of course. Um, look at the bigger picture, right? We have we have a big, big four games coming up. Um, and I think that it we 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 need Pino on this, right? We need Pino at his very best. Um, Dylan mentioned that he was injured. He needs a break. The man does not get a rest. Just give him the game. Give him the game to kind of reset, and hopefully he'll stop missing everything in front of that. I've been I've been hoping and wishing on that for like a whole season already, and it's not been the case. <laughs> but I guess he scored the most important one when it counted, right against Tigres in the finals. He did. So he did. We'll, we'll we'll give him that. Oh man, I had I had the perfect tweet, the perfect tweet for um Quinones whenever he scored the second goal, and I thought, okay, he might potentially like score a hat trick. Because uh, you guys seen that that meme or or that video of some guy was like, the voy a dar un diez, imbécil, un diez. <laughs> have you seen that? Yeah. I was going to be like, that's me to Quinones tonight. So I'm still waiting on that. I still have that saved in the archive. So uh, hopefully, maybe against Chivas, uh, I'll be able to use it and tweet it out. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think this is a game where, unfortunately, I know it could mean a lot for Quinones, but like you mentioned, Christian, the bigger picture is what's important. And it's not to discredit anything against Atlas. I don't think we're kind of saying they're they're a small team or whatever, but it's just you gotta get priorities straight, right? And and to walk away with the result being maybe just a draw, I think we'd all take that. As long as we don't lose and maybe even losing, just depending on how things go, um yeah. we maybe won't be all up in arms. We will be frustrated and upset. But like I mentioned, momentum is important, Dylan, right? And then if you can get a victory here and kind of capitalize that and, and use that for Wednesday's game, I think that's even much more vital. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's just uh, especially if you if you're able to build off, you know, that that first half of last game. I'll, I'll say at least the first half. Um, you know, I I think a lot of people obviously don't necessarily agree with the the extra uh, twenty minutes you're probably given. I which I do. Um, but I say at least the first half. If you can build off that first half, you know, I think that's the true identity of this team. I think that's the team that can go out and actually do the damage that. That it really caused, you know, besides the offside goals. I mean, I mean, it was right there. It was right there. They had the foot on the pedal, and mm-hmm. I just don't understand. I can't see why this team can't build off it even more. Right. Absolutely. And Christian, you, you mentioned the, the the most frustrating thing about this team or these players has been the lack of 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 these bench players stepping up to the moment and kind of raising their hands to try to be started, right? And I, and look, another opportunity presented itself to. Your cabecitas, your navedas, your you know, your races of of the team where maybe they haven't actually capitalized or looked their best and or looked like they're Club America worthy. But now you get yeah. an opportunity to kind of you know stabilize the team in the league and then hand it off to to the starters come Wednesday and be like, look, you know, I got the job done, and now it's up to you to kind of carry carry yeah, on. And I think that 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 is that is one of the main keys of becoming a, a successful team in two in two tournaments, right? Um, relying on on the on the players that don't play as much to kind of get the job done, whether it be ugly or or fantastic, but the objective is to get the job done, get get, get the three points, 
and give the the the, the starters the rest that they need and that they deserve, right? Um, so hopefully, whatever happens or whatever lineup comes out on Saturday, um, whatever rotational player is in that starting eleven, um, we just gotta hope that they do it to the best of their ability, um, and kind of help us get those points. All I ask is that there is when I'm making the starting eleven graphic, there's no two hundred and forty eight number that I have to that I have to put on the on the start eleven graphic. That's all I ask for. Um, but yeah, it, interesting enough to I, I want to hear you guys' perspective here. What is a result for you guys on Saturday? What does America walk away with on Saturday? And you guys think, yeah, this is good. I'll take it. Two nothing. Two nothing for America. That's the result you want. Okay. I need, I need it. All right. I like it. Okay. To zero. Dylan? I think it's going to be a little bit of a scrappy 2-1. All right. A scrappy 2-1. I am surprised that I'm hearing the both of you predict a win here. When It sounded like we were kind of all settling for a potential draw here. Uh, but I like it. I like it. Look, I'm going to piggyback off the both of you. Well. Atlas no, hasn't look, really been playing well. They 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 put up a good fight against Tigres, but I think Tigres should have won that. I think that's just due due to their own their their own downfalls and faults. They didn't win that game, but they lost against Leon. Um, they tied Pumas and they lost to Mazatlan. Mazatlan that, is on is, is on impeccable form, though. Let's let's be honest. That yeah, I mean, but um, I I think that if we kind of just go out and kind of propose the way we did in the first 45, even, even with these rotational players, I don't think that um, they should give us that much trouble. I think that we should comfortably uh, go, go up on, on the score and then kind of control the game from there. Um, hopefully we get a lucky break here or there, maybe for another one. Um, that's kind of the way I see it. Honestly. Very back and forth, but I think that we'll, we'll control most of the game um, and kind of get a little bit of a break here and there. Okay. Alrighty, well, well, like I said, I'm gonna piggyback off of your guys' optimism, and I'm kind of going going with something trending for America, and that's a clean sheet, and that's not something that I've been so used to with America, but it has been a norm with Malagón in there and with this defense. Not 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 to say that this defense is gonna be squeaky clean, but I think that we're capable of walking away with at least a one nil victory, right? Like you mentioned, feeling a little scrappy, maybe a little bit ugly, maybe a little bit boring at points, right? AJ might have yeah. a difficult time staying awake again. Um, but I do think that it's it it's gonna be one of those games in where don't expect the prettiest of football from America. Don't expect this to be kind of prime champagne America. Um, yep. expect that for Wednesday game against Chivas, and then hope that the that you know the rotation and and, and the sub players can come in and and put in a shift and and walk away with with three points as we're all predicting here, which is huge. And not the only ones, though. Chris going 2-0. Edgar going 3-1. I don't know where he's getting three goals from, though. That, that's spectacular. Yeah. AP Jr., the only one being sensible here and saying the way we've been playing, 1-1 one, one draw. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, uh, hey, I, I, mean, I mean, I'll take the draw. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but mm-hmm. I, just, I just think with this way this team has been, you know, a little scrappy. Um. Crap, what was the game we just did? We just won two, uh, we not won, but drew 2 2. But Henry against Mazatlan? Yeah, Mazatlan. I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, that was scrappy. I'm sure it felt like a loss a little bit with the way it played, but mm-hmm. we scrapped out the draw. I mean, you know, I don't see why this team can't, uh, can't scrap out a win. Yeah, no, I, I, 
I completely agree. I I'm never gonna back I'm down and say that. I'm mainly banking off of uh, our stellar defensive performances uh, this year, along with Malagon, and the fact that Atlas hasn't scored a goal, has scored one goal in the past three games. I mean, yeah, that helps a lot too. Those statistics, right? You know, so it, it puts a little bit. I, 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 I think I think Dylan puts it perfectly. It's gonna be a very scrappy game. And I think that's how we're gonna win in the most scrappiest of ways. I just don't think this Atlas team has enough to do that much danger to you to potentially lose the game. Um, they may cause you a little bit of headaches here and there for a draw, but I think ultimately this team is just too good. And I think that if we have the chance to take the win, I think we're going to go for it and we'll ultimately end up getting it. All right. Well, we'll see who's right at the end of the day. America goes up against Atlas on Saturday. That's going to be at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Games gonna be live on to the end, so make sure you guys keep up to date with us over on Twitter as we'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of Las Aguilas de America and throughout that game as well. Um, well, that pretty much does it. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to add on in regards to that Atlas game. No, okay, all right. Well, obviously it's Atlas, and then the you know kind of the catalyst of it all comes together with Chivas away, then Tigre is at home, Chivas at home, then Chivas away, and then you know, it's just I don't even know what comes after that. Oh, the international break, which then we play against Cruz So it's a lot of games, a lot of classicos and um, a lot of head-scratching moments, I would imagine, for, for this team. But look, you know, this is don't this is kind paint, of what we painted. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're, we're about to end the season, too. Exactly. This is coming to an end. Yeah, it's 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 coming thick and fast. So yeah, America crazy. needs to kind of buckle up and kind mm-hmm. of go through this. And and look, once you get past that hurdle, which is this next round in the Concacaf Champions Cup, you know, then I think you can ease off a little bit, knowing that okay, now we just kind of then put it into overdrive and 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 kind of build off of that right the international break will do us good get some of the youngsters out there rest some of the players i would hope that the players that do go on international break don't necessarily play all 90 minutes maybe they get some rest as well um and so we'll see exactly what happens but yeah it's coming to the nitty-gritty of it all and so again america doesn't have that much of a luxury anymore to kind of give up points or or you know be on a decline you gotta start finding form and you gotta start finding form fast and if yes. this school game was the beginning of it then so be it and now you kind of progress and so we'll see but we'll be back next week to talk america versus chivas we'll be joined by brian he's making a comeback and, and helping us preview that game which should be an interesting one should be a fun one and should be whole you know nail biter we haven't had a we haven't had a a, a CONCACAF Champions Cup nail-biter in, in such a long time. I think we're all looking forward to this one. So, oh, yeah, it's, so. it's always fun playing the, the, the media brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree in that sense. I 100% agree. Um, well, yeah. Is there... we're, we're, we're podcasting on my election tonight, right? The primary in Texas. That's right. That's right. Dylan's going to be coming at us live from, from his election night as well. So it's, it's it's going to be a day full of surprises, full of content, and full of great, great conversations. So it's going to be great. Can't wait. Can't wait, gentlemen. Exciting. Absolutely. Um, but all right, with that said, if that's it, then Midwest Sholo saying he's going to take a choppy, one, a scrappy one nil win as well. And um, well, all righty then. Well, 
we'll we'll get out of you guys' hairs. Thank you guys so much for everyone that came into the chat. AP Junior, Edgar, Chris, Ricardo, um, Chris Ramirez, Midwestern Cholo. I think I mentioned him already. So thank you guys so much for stopping by, talking all things Club America, and um, thank you, Christian, and thank you, Dylan, for taking the time. All right, of course, brother. Thumbs been up. Fun. It's been fun. Always fun talking America. Well, then, with that said, you guys have a wonderful time. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.